Hey everybody, we're gonna have a great podcast. We're gonna have a punk historian on us. It's gonna be Jack Bill Miller. It's gonna be incredible. I'm a qualified punk historian, best of vocals. Here we go. No. Holy fucking shit, buddy. You know what's funny is that's exactly what some, I'm gonna say. You smoke some meth before. <laughs> oh boy. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Empty Space Podcast. How's everybody doing today? What episode huh? is it, dude? It's episode one sixteen. Is it? Are you double checking? I am double checking. You son of a bitch. I hope I'm right because I just took a fucking yes. Yep, you are. Oh, that oh, a... you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, no, sorry, you're wrong. Mixed emotions you send to me, bud. <laughs> it's one fifteen, pal. All right, we wind. <laughs> Welcome, episode one fifteen. <laughs> oh shit! No, this is um, this is a great episode. Yeah, baby, let's go. Right, we got Sorry. we got some. No, you guys. <laughs> this is a good one, people. I got some we... money on the line. <laughs> oh God, no, you son of a bitch! <laughs> the punk historian is coming on the podcast. Yeah, Jack, Jack Bill Miller. He's the incredible underqualified punk historian. He's also a bass and vocalist for a band called Teenage Creep Show. Uh this is one of my favorite episodes yet yeah, because be we talk one. about punk. And if you aren't into punk, well, listen to this and get into it because punk. Yeah made pop punk so yes, let's get in to this interview with the punk historian jack all right guys we got the punk historian on here with us what is up jack how's it going guys thanks for having me yeah no worries man thanks for coming on of course Oh, Steve's chilling. Hold on. He's got something to I say. I am chewing. Yeah. No, no, no. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate yeah, you. you. I appreciate what you do. Yeah. Uh, I love your shit, man. Growing up, big punk guy. Black flag, minor threat, Fugazi. All that shit got me into punk. Went to Sex Pistols, Casualties, as you're supporting today. Um, and it just keeps going. But what you do is dope. We, um, If anyone's not familiar with the punk historian, go check him out first and foremost. But second off... Um, if you want to know kind of what he does, uh, there is another guy, me and Batch, for the pop punk scene. We used to listen to what was his name, Batch? You know the guy who would do the oh, same type of stuff for the pop punk uh, scene. I just know his Instagram handle was like brace legs or something. Fuck, I wish I prepared for that more. But he does the same shit, but for pop punk, he doesn't do it anymore. I don't know what yeah. happened, but basically, it's fucking amazing at what you do, and we very much appreciate you coming on, Jack. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me again, man. Yeah, I appreciate you waiting a little bit for me here, getting home. Yeah, from no work. biggie, man. Just zooming right in, um, <laughs> dude. Let's fucking go. Uh, I've been waiting. We haven't talked about punk on here besides, you know, small like bits and snippets, pieces. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, that's a huge part of like who we are and stuff. Uh, dude, who, what is what is the punk historian? Tell the people that don't know what you do. Yeah. So I um I make history rundowns on punk rock bands and uh punk rock scenes and different like sort of subgenres sounds to come out of punk over the years i talk about labels from now and again now and again i just did a video on fat records i'd like to do some more label coverage oh now that video did it did all right and i i think um a lot of my core fan base would think that was pretty cool um i talk a little bit about um I guess sort of things that happen from time to time, the big no effects breakup that got me some, some traction. So I talk about news, not quite as much as maybe uh, your Finn McKenty might do, but I, I definitely try to cover that from time to time. And 
do that. I like to promote smaller bands. I have a thing on my Patreon. Bands can send me their music. I'll review it on my channel. And um, yeah, yeah, I just like to uh, promote and uh, document punk history, basically. Nice. So pretty similar to what we do almost with the the breakdowns and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool shit. Just uh just on uh on the punk level instead of like pop punk, but they're kinda they're one and the same to me oh, at yeah. least. They're you know. So uh what got you into doing this? Like what made you wanna just start promoting uh labels, bands, start breaking stuff down, start talking about the history of it? What what got you into that? Well, I always, I always loved that type of thing of seeing people that had done that, but it's, you know, you, you, there's not a whole lot of, there wasn't really anybody just focusing on punk on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was the only person to do, I mean, Finn McKenty t- did it a little bit in the early days, but his channel quickly got kind of taken over by the metal side of things because that seemed to be where he made, um, where he got the best results. So naturally when you see that, you just roll with that. And so, but, um, he also had all these credentials and it's like, I, I'm nowhere near his level of knowing all the infest and spaz guys back in the day and, um, or having all this history of working with bands and doing freelance work. But I kept seeing these smaller channels pop up. There were all these metalhead guys. Wyatt X him was, um, his videos. I really, really liked when I was first getting started. And then, um, cozy representative, he talks about like, uh, I guess the sort of warp tour 2000s pop punk emo type of thing. And seeing what those guys were doing, I was like, you know, I could probably do this and I could just talk about punk rock. And, uh, I made a couple videos and it, it did better than I expected. And it took off a lot faster than I could have ever ever imagined i thought i would maybe have i don't know a couple thousand subscribers at this point not yeah. 32 <laughs> subscribers, yeah, yeah. Thousand subscribers. but yeah, yeah crazy. just been history from there hell yeah man so i guess we'll ask like the start the typical question like what got you into punk music like who got you into music in general and like how did you find your way to this specific genre Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was, uh, I was really into the, when I was younger, um, before I got into punk, I got into punk when I was 13 years old. So before that I was into like, uh, the, you know, American idiot green day, but that was about as close to it as I got. And then I was also, but I was into a lot of the emo stuff at the time, pop punk emo kind of thing, like my cam fallout boy. And, all those bands and then i was also just being from seattle into the grunge thing nirvana and soundgarden and alice and chains and all those bands too and so that you know you put those two things together the next step after that is no effects rancid suicidal tendencies all those uh the, the classic punk bands because it's got the aggression of the grunge thing but it's also got this sort of like anthemic melodic side to it of the emo stuff and um <clears throat> I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I knew Green Day and I picked up, I picked up Dookie and that just, um, that blew my mind. I would, the Guitar Hero video games were really big at the time and, um, they would, they had a few Bad Religion songs on that. They had a No Effects song on one of them. There was a Rancid song on one of them. And there was a Suicidal Tendency song on the, on the second one, I believe. And, um, 
you know, I would, I would kept hearing those songs. I'm like, what, what are these songs? These songs are fucking rad. And, you know, I looked into those bands through these other avenues that kept popping up. And this was the, also simultaneously around the time YouTube was really starting to take off and um, content creation was really becoming a thing for the first time. Cause this would have been like 2010, 2011, something like that. And um, I would, you know, I, I could just type those bands in and there'd be all these old like videos and, you know, album streams of, uh rancid no effects and bad religion and all those bands and so it just kind of um everything i was doing and where i was in life what i was listening to and um i guess the you know that was in the right place and then just where i was you know i was a outcasted kid and i wasn't really i didn't really have my place in the world feel like i had my place in the world and that kind of that so that guided me into it as well and here I am today. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, what are the what are the bands that like did it for you that sold you on the punk? Because I know you said how you were like into like the more the pop punk, like what we cover. But what were the bands that like got you into the punk that made you be like, yo, this is this is my jazz? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. When I heard No Effects, I was like, this this is it um the octave riffs and the you know that's just how fast they play no other band mm-hmm. i ever heard of had played no bands on the radio played drums like like uh smelly um and <clears throat> no when i when i heard them that just completely blew my mind and then uh rancid it was like who the fuck plays bass like that like a oh my god bass maxwell, murder. maxwell murderer yeah yeah, that was that was like, and I was uh, that was the first instrument I knew how to play. I was I was uh, only a bass player at that point. I hadn't started playing guitar and drums and doing all that type of stuff too. And so that that was um, just like the fact that this bass player he's not just hanging out on the root notes. So he's the he's the lead guitarist, the bass player, mm-hmm. and it just how it defied everything you expected. Those you know even the most the most uh, noteworthy, the most famous bands in the genre, really, it, it completely defied everything that music was like sort of formulated to be. That just, I, that's, that's what, why I think those bands caught on with me so well in the early mm. days. And then of course, Suicidal Tendencies, I also have to shout those guys out when I heard them that, I mean, that opened all kinds of new doors that opened doors to hardcore and, um you know crossover and cross punk and all the really harder sides of punk rock that you know i hadn't really explored just being into you know rancid no effects and the you know the epitaph stuff i was still kind of more on the pop punk side and then i once i heard suicidal tendencies it just completely opened the door for all kinds of you know new things as Mm. far as like diving deeper into the underground and you know through them i found shit like Os Rotten and uh, Gorilla Biscuits and, you know, nice. some of these really, you know, bands you wouldn't play for your grandmother, but I, but <laughs> yeah. uh, left more than a mark on me. Um, yeah. And a lot of the ska punk stuff too, like Less Than Jake. I mean, that was, that was something you could, you could play for your grandma and she wouldn't be, oh, well, that's not too bad, but it's just like, yeah, you wouldn't be saying that if you, if you saw what was going all the, yeah. <laughs> all the fucking pot smoking and circle pits. <laughs> it was a blast, man. I mean, like those, nobody puts on a show like less than Jake. So that yeah, was a that's for sure. big band for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So have you heard of, um, you, I, how do I want to word this? You've heard us rant and rave about a certain band. Me, Steve and Matt, uh, keep flying. Oh, keep flying. Okay. Yeah. I, I, 
I think they, a little bit, yeah. They're uh they're in the kind of ska punk um genre and like just hearing you describe less than Jake is like how me and Steve have like described a keep flying show. Like there's just nothing like it. Like they're they're doing like magic tricks up on stage, they're jumping on each other. There's like eight of them. And they're just going they we saw them at the Brockton VFW the first time we ever like heard them or saw them. And they broke the friggin' stage in two places. Whoa. So crazy. Like it's just so wild. Like that's fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. We uh we definitely like we we're like big pop punk fans, but like we still like love and respect the punk scene and like Scott Punk kinda like had a had a a hand in getting me personally into like punk too because I found like the Less Than Jakes and like um who's the other band that I can't think of their name? They're always on oh um Real Big Fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another one that like just kind of got me more into like the punk stuff because it was it wasn't pop punk. It wasn't like you know punk punk, but it was like this this different like mix of the two and it was yeah. just so cool yeah it was it's a great ska punk is a great is a great way of bridging the gap from mm. uh pop punk into real punk and i've I've noticed that with a lot of those bands tend to be people's first exposure to it yeah mm. yeah i remember what's it uh the suicide machines were one of my favorite bands i ever listened to like ever to this day still one of my favorite bands and then Goldfinger was one another oh, ska band. God, yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw them live with No Effects during I think it was the twentieth anniversary tour. Yeah, that was um, what twenty fifteen. You went to that because I remember you like something like that. It Maybe, like, no, it had to be more, it had to be was, less than that. Me and you were friends at the time, and yeah. I remember you snapchatting me that you were going, and I was like, no Yeah, is that the, is still is that a thing? The House of Blues. <laughs> it was fucking sick, dude. They put on a hell of a show. You know, Fat Mike obviously comes out in his fucking little pink tutu, which was awesome. And oh, then, yeah. yeah, I got to meet the guys in Goldfinger, um, yeah. which was awesome. Um, and there was like twenty bands playing that anniversary tour. It was crazy. I think it was like a two p.m. show, and it ended at like midnight or something like yeah. that. But those bands, I mean, all those bands, all these bands we talk about, whether it's crust punk, fucking street punk, oi punk, Skate or. Punk. or skate any type of punk it's fucking it's really cool i feel like no matter what somebody has a piece of it i mean you can't grow up in the 90s and not say you've played or listened to a tony hawk soundtrack with without hearing one of these bands we just mentioned which is pretty iconic (laughs) that was what was like instrumental i said like i give green day all the credit but like in reality it's probably like 60 40 like green day and tony hawk because i was playing tony hawk at the same time and like finding goldfinger black flag like suicidal tendencies all these bands that were on that soundtrack and i was like this is fucking amazing like this is so good (laughs) and then you found like video games are so huge for like music i feel like it gets like overlooked like so so bad like Mm. because you have tony hawk and then you found all the same stuff with guitar hero and then there's like We've talked about like some of the NHL soundtracks have had like some killer music on there. Like I found brand new from NHL, like mm-hmm. 2004, and it's just crazy what video games do. Yeah, yeah, for, like music. Absolutely, yeah. I think it goes a little bit underappreciated because of. Um, well, I guess I mean most people don't think of a video game to turn you on to music, but 
you know, it, it's um, I, I feel like that's something we might see people capitalize more on in the next in coming years, just because of how powerful of a tool that has really proven itself to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like now when you're, you're when you're playing a game for six, Sorry. seven hours, like when you're playing a game for like six, seven, eight hours, like some of these kids are like and you're just listening to the same 30 songs over and over and over and over again, like you're bound to like hear it and be like, I want some more of that. Like, let me look yeah. at this band and like, let me look. Cause that's how I did it. And yeah, I'm assuming yeah, yeah. that's how you did it. Oh yeah. 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 That, that's exactly how I did it. And it's also like, um, now you've got bands doing uh Tony Hawk pro skater cover sets and shit. Yeah. Somebody's doing that in the scene around here. I don't know who's doing it, but like, that's a whole thing. And, um, I mean, that shit gets bodies in the room, man. Like, oh, it's yeah. a cover set of Goldfinger and Guttermouth songs um, from a video game. But it it's really is, and uh, it really does leave a mark. And it, uh, it, it'll, you know, get you started down a path you never thought you would. <laughs> yeah, send you right down the rabbit hole for sure. Yep. <laughs> now, Jack, you, the way you you know, break down your videos. What's, what's the structure as far as like how you choose, like, you know, whether it's going to be the germs, dead milkman, Pennywise, MC five circle jerks. Like what is like, how do you come up with the the topic that you're going to go on uh, in your videos? Well, um, a lot of times I'll read my comments, see what people want me to do. Mm. Or sometimes I'll just do a video because I really want to do it. I want to do a video about uh, the bouncing souls. And so I wanted to, um and i wanted to just throw that up there and my buddy drew really wanted to see that and so i um and he's somebody i know in real life and so that would that kind of made me want i was like you know i really love that band too but then a lot of times it'll be like i'll see comments and stuff a lot of people wanted to see a bad brains video and i was like that would be cool and you you just hear what people how people react to it and a lot of times i'll get suggestions they'll be like yeah that sounds pretty cool and lately it's been agent orange i keep getting comments about dude let's go (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm like, that is a really, actually a really, really good idea. Agent Orange is definitely a band that would get views. It's definitely a band that should have their history um, documented more mm-hmm. than anything else. And so that is, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's usually how, it's usually kind of a those two things, sometimes more one than the other, but um, it, it's usually some form of that, like either hearing what other people are telling me or just, you know, what I really think would be a, a good band to cover an important band to cover. And that's sort of what prompts me to decide what I want to do my next video on. No, nice. I like that, man. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, I have to say I, I'm biased, um, as far as like, like looking at, like watching your videos and listening to them. Um, I was like, I definitely, the mind threat one just made me the happiest. Cause that's like my OG with black flag. <laughs> but like the fact that you brought in teen idols is so important. Like I yeah. feel like it's under, yeah. like no one really even knows what that even means or who that was. And it's like that, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have what we have today oh, with minor yeah. threat. And then, and then we even got discussions of like Fugazi, but like mm-hmm. you, you talking about like the whole relationship in Teen Idols and how it clashed and all that stuff. And just like how like the seven inch didn't even get like let out, but like it was like super imperative to the scene with Minor Threat. And then like for me, Out of Step was the, the album for me. Like that was it, man. That, that, that did everything for me. Um, which I'm sure it did a lot, but your breakdowns are fucking on point. Not only do you have like the visuals in the background, which is awesome, um, because it's all like almost black and white with a little color of just fucking yeah. like 
people fucking screaming and moshing, but you also break it down very intelligently with some fun in there, and you throw things that like I I wouldn't know about that I didn't know about. Like I know a lot about Black Flag just because they're my go to band and my threat and stuff like that. But I also read like books like Get in the Van by Henry Rollins and stuff like yeah. that. How is your research done to get this information, and how long is that process for you? Because for me, when in batch when we do it, like. There's a lot of steps into it, but we're not even even doing what you're doing to the level of like putting it on video, putting it backgrounds and expressing things. We we just talk about the songs and we talk about our feelings where you're talking about like actual facts. Right, right. Yeah. So the um, it can it varies. I mean, it, it depends on how readily available the information is where you can find it and what form it's in um this last screeching weasel video i got pretty much a hundred percent of my information not a hundred percent of it but a good chunk of it from john jughead's podcast and so i had to listen to hours of him talking about the ins and outs of the screeching weasel video and then write my script alongside that and then i'll revise it and then okay i'm taking this out i'm taking this out this isn't terribly important uh maybe i should elaborate on this a little more but um other times bad brains there'll be a solid documentary i can kind of condense down into 35 to 45 minutes um so it really depends on the band you'll also sometimes find these makeshift websites people have created uh mm. online like when i did the rkl video some somebody made their own web page about rkl and that was that those can be helpful but they can also be a little bit misleading sometimes there's a little bit of misinformation in there so you sometimes need to go back and fact check though sometimes you'll find more than one of these websites and you can kind of compare and contrast them um sometimes uh wikipedia is a place to start i try not to recite too much information from wikipedia in a video just because um i it's not always the most reliable source, especially in things that are um, word word of mouth, which is a lot of these bands. History is very word of mouth and generally it's from somewhere down the grapevine coming from the band members themselves. But as far as like records and when that came out, Discogs, I feel, is a very valid um, reliable source because it's based off of the you know what you can see on the physical release release date who put it out when um you know what the reissues of it was it printed in this and that on this label and that's very um that's very reliable but there's usually not a whole lot of information there so it's it's generally i'm generally pulling from three or four sources at once for each video and it it um it can take a long time i mean that uh that suicidal tendencies video i granted i was uh i was uh studying simultaneously while i did that so that that made it take a little bit longer but that took me almost a month to write that thing just because of how much that well how long of a history they have they've been a band Mm. for nearly 40 years and over 40 years and the um number of records they put out but then um or other times like the bad brains video no it went pretty smoothly it only took me about a week to write that script um but yeah it's it's depends on the band depends on the information where i can get a that's dope, man. There's certain yeah. bands that just have so much shit out there. Like, like I know the Bad Brains do and Suicidal yeah. Tendencies and stuff. And it's it's crazy that, like, the Suicidal Tendencies, that's, like, your best video, isn't it? Yeah, it's my biggest one. Yeah, that's... 75,000 views, something like that. Jesus, not I feel a big like, deal. Yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool inside, man. Yeah, I mean, we... Like, when we go through it, like, we've had times where, like, we've sat there and, like, we did a neck deep breakdown where we just did like, like you do. And we did everything from neck deep. 
Yeah. And I think that was the one where we did it and it was like two and a half hours long. And me and Steve were like, okay, we can't do this for Green Day or Blink-182. There's just no way. We can't do a six-hour podcast on the history of Blink and Green Day. So that's when we kind of started being like, instead of doing like all of it, let's do album by album so we can break. Because that's like, you talk more of like, you don't break down track by track. Like you just go about the history of the band and stuff. And like, we're sitting there going track by track. And I'm like, we were probably like hour and 45 into the neck deep one. And we had like three more records to go. And I was like, we both like paused the video and we were like, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> like we have so much left. Like, and I think like, it doesn't really do the album I think we decided like it doesn't really do the album justice to sit there and talk about every single one on like a four hour podcast where people are just going to be like, all right, this is our two and a half of us listening to them talk about Green Day. Like I've had enough, like we're <laughs> done. And, um, you know, that takes us like doing one album takes us like a week, right? I'd say like we normally know it's coming like a week before or try to like we try to do like every now and then we'll do like an ep where we'll be like the night of we'll be like all right we don't have any like someone will cancel on us or something and we'll be like well we gotta record tonight like we can't so let's just do like this little ep it's a five song ep we can just do it on the fly perfect yeah like but most of the time we try and give ourselves like a week to sit there and like go through wikipedia and like I go through Wikipedia and then I'll click on like the sources and stuff to yeah, make, yeah. like to double check it. And then like Steve's obviously like a blink guru and I'm like a green day guru where I've watched videos, I've watched documentaries I've seen and read all sorts of stuff on them. So I can kind of, you can kind of tell when something's like not legit and when it is, if you're a huge diehard fan of them. Yeah. But like, what is, what's like the biggest challenge for you? Like finding the information and then, like putting it all out there and, and like deciphering what's bullshit and what's legit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes it'll, sometimes you'll just, it's kind of like that when you just like what you were saying, you just hear something and that's like, hmm, maybe that's not quite true. And it's, uh, comparing it to different sources. And if it seems like just something someone said, I, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll try and just, step around that maybe cut that piece out because oftentimes those things aren't terribly crucial pieces of information in the story there have been times when i've uh gotten a couple of things wrong but um yeah it's just i i think a lot of it is just um that that double double checking it is i find to be the most effective way to do that um but it or but a lot you know if it's not terribly important terribly crucial information if it can be left out and it seems a little bit um iffy, iffy maybe i'll put something else in later on on the line that is a little more trivial but a little more um feels like i have some solid evidence for it yeah because i think like sometimes i think people think we just get on here and just like like I'm sure you get it too, where people think you just get on and just wing it. Like you're just off the brain, just spitting this stuff out. And it's like, right? Yeah. no, we like take like weeks and hours and hours of like focusing on this and listening to it over and over and over again. Like 
when we did the Dookie episode, I must have listened to Dookie 150 times, like <laughs> on the week leading up to it. Like, and same with like when we do like Blink, when we did the Anima one, like I must have listened. I was so sick and tired of listening to Anima of the State. It was like my ears were going to bleed. Like, it was the same with Dookie, though, too. I was yeah. like, if I have to hear Burnout one more goddamn time, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to swear to God, like, but when we're talking about it, you can like, and when you talk about it, you can hear like the, the passion in your voice and how much you actually like love it and how much this music means to you. Yeah. Cheers. And it's, it's awesome, man. And um, yeah. So I just think like what you're doing is just like, it's super important for like today's music, because if there wasn't for like the Ramones and the descendants and op Ivy and all these other bands, black flag, we wouldn't have green day blink like all-time low we wouldn't have any of these bands so like thank you for doing what you do seriously it, it's yeah. it's amazing stuff man appreciate it thank you very yeah, much hell yeah dude yeah it's a cool inside perspective of like you know what was before pop punk in that sense um i see in the background is that an enjoy pillow yeah, oh, I was just okay. sorry. I just was, yeah, my ADHD just like kicked in. I was like, that's that's definitely the panda from Enjoy. Do you ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at he's got what skateboards you, on the wall. Of course, he well, rides. some people like it for decor, but man, oh, it's like true. people who wear misfit shirts, and then you go, hey, what band is that? And they're like, I don't know. It's just cool because oh, the misfits and Black Flag turned into a trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their logos, their logos, yeah. at least. I mean, yes. it's like wearing a fucking Jimi Hendrix shirt too, or fucking yeah. Led Zeppelin. Oh god. You go I, into I fucking see, Newberry Comics and you can find all those shirts bro, now. I see Nirvana t-shirts in Target and I'm like, Kurt Cobain must be rolling over his grave. <laughs> great, like, knowing yeah. that his shirt's being sold at Target. He must be yeah. so mad. Walmart, those things are ever, especially around here. They're, they have like, they have three different Nirvana prints on yeah. the shelves. At Target out here. Oh, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's wild, man. I see it with my fiance all the time and I say it. I'm like, if Kurt Cobain knew this was happening, Kurt Cobain would be burning Target to the ground. <laughs> he absolutely would. So, so I, yeah, go ahead, Batch. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was no? going to ask All about right. skateboard stuff, but you go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to get into that a little bit because I oh, see yeah, yeah. the skateboards. And I feel like, dude, skateboarding was my segue into music, like yep. big way, big time. Besides, like, just how I grew up, but, like, skateboarding was everything to me. I rode every board from fucking bakers to fucking what was the real skateboards which i always thought was a funny name because when i asked for christmas i wanted a real skateboard and my mom was like <laughs> what do you mean by that and i was like no the like a real board and she was like the company real and i was like yeah because she thought i was just saying like a real one not a walmart one so it was a little confusing but no nah, we would shred every day every day of my life elementary school middle school high school i still have my board my baker in the back of my car but like i feel for a lot of people in the punk scene, skateboarding was a huge thing. Obviously, we talked about Tony Hawk. Um, how, how, in your skateboarding, how do how do you feel the skating community like resembles you know punk itself? I know there's a lot out there that do that. Like Mike V, he does it. He's one of my favorites. Um, I know mm -hmm. he's in Black Flag now, not an original member, but he had his you know Mike V and the Rats, Revolution Mother. How do you feel skateboard, including your own personal feelings, has like made such an impact on music? 
Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big one. I mean, interest. Uh, I I think they I think especially with punk skateboarding and punk and music in general ver- go very much hand in hand. A lot of people get into music through skateboarding. Skateboarding very much encourages that sort of creative side. Even though I mean, technically it's a sport. There's very there's a very creative uh, side to it. You know, you could also make the same argument about something like graffiti um, being a uh, be, having a skateboarding having a segue into that or that having a segue into skateboarding the very creative aspect of it because you know you're picking your own different you know you're you learn to put your own setup and you know so a lot of people do grip tape designs and shit like that or you're even creative with the tricks you do and shit like that different different everybody has their own skateboarding style like every band has their own style of the genre they take part in and at least for me personally i got into skateboarding through punk rock that's what yep. got me into um, wanting to learn to skate because these bands would have all these skaters in their videos and they'd be, you know, when Warp Tour was uh, still doing big punk shows, they would have, you know, skate, skate little yeah. competition set up. Yeah, yeah they have the half pipe, dude. I met yeah. Mike V at, he was playing, I don't know what Warp Tour was, one of the last ones with the half pipe. I'll never forget it. First time I ever got to meet Mike V, there's a picture of it on my Facebook and he was playing with Revolution Mother, and there was only like 10 people moshing because no one knew who the fuck this was. And then he'd shred, and I'll never forget it because I also got like a third-degree nose burn from being out next to the skate park. But <laughs> go ahead, continue. I just thought that that's, was awesome. That's yeah. some OG shit, yeah, the skateboard yeah. stuff. Like That was like the very beginning of Warp Tour. Yeah. Vans. Like, Vans Warp Tour. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah, just the... I guess where where I, what I was saying was the 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 connection between the two of them because you'll see you would see all these bands with pro skaters in them. I mean, God knows how many bands Steve Cab has been in. I um, the Urethane has been his band lately, but the Faction and there was um, one bit when I did the skate punk video, there were so many bands I had to pick from. I, I I actually didn't get a chance to mention them, and a bunch of people got really mad at me about that. And I actually kind of wished I had. Um, wish i'd talked about them in that and so i i wanted to even dive into it Oops, excuse me i wanted to <laughs> dive into uh uh dive into the many different musical projects of some of these famous skateboarders like steve cab or uh Dwayne peters these um and you know uh i guess the whole um the whole DIY nature, I think, is very is very universal between punk and skateboarding. I mean, you've got all these DIY venues. You've got all these DIY skate spots. There's this one over on uh, Capitol Hill up here. I've uh, I always walk by, and there's always dudes just doing all kinds of unreal shit. In that, there's a spot down down by one of my favorite parks on the south end. There's a little DIY spot I've actually been meaning to check out because it looks like they've uh, built some little ramps and stuff there too. Oh, um, but that's something that it, it just it translates so easily. And then above everything else, the very fast pacing of it. I mean, everybody's got their own style of skateboarding, but it's a very high energy fast paced thing punk is a very high energy fast paced thing it's almost a perfect mm-hmm. soundtrack to it it's 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 connected it just there's so many things in common it just naturally yeah kind of connects itself to it and um you know i would say other things similar things maybe not to the same degree but uh graffiti and uh snowboarding as well can also be um you could make the same argument about that as well. And I found that a lot of people have also resonated with um, those things uh, through 
through punk or punk through that in similar ways that you know skateboarding and punk have become intertwined hell yeah man. yeah yeah i think it's crucial the points the point you made about how we grew up you know and we still grow up with music videos having and music videos are such a big big pinnacle point back in the 90s and early 2000s where that's where you got your information from it wasn't a, a youtube drop for one mm. video or one song it was it was oh this music video came out and we would watch that on MTV or on demand. And for us, we'd see them skateboarding. And I'll never forget always seeing that and being like, that's what I want to do. Or, And then, you know, again, that that same time, we, we'd have movies like Grind would come out. And then Grind was yeah. one of the most pinnacle skateboarding movies ever that, you know, put both music, punk, punk rock music into it with the skateboarding, which then opened up the scene. And I think... I think with skateboarding, especially for me, it was a freedom of expression and a freedom of anarchism that I could mm-hmm. then show through that because, you know, I-, I would get in a lot of trouble. Don't get me wrong. I started following the trends of like a typical fucking anarchy punk badass Skater. piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, dude, breaking <laughs> into places to skate and fucking graffitiing shit. But it also made me realize like this is who I am. Maybe not the legal part of it that I'm doing wrong, but like I just need to find something along these lines that I can relate to and music would help me, you know, balance that out. But I remember doing that exactly like you say, like doing the grip tape, putting stickers on graffitiing our own uh, stencils, uh, making our own ramps. Like these are all, you know, mental health, happy things that would get us through the middle school bullying. And this is, this is like all, if I didn't have skateboarding getting through middle school, I probably would have off myself then just because of the bullying and the harassment from wearing all black and band shirts and wristbands that were big back then and big yeah. pearl necklace. Like, dude, like that is such a big point getting into the punk scene. And and I and I love that it brought all these bands in. And, and I can say my high school teacher gave me so much information on punk because one day he saw me wearing like a black flag shirt and he's like, Oh, have you heard of Fugaz? And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that like fucking applesauce? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me. And then he showed me, he's like, how can you like black flag and not who Fugazi is? And I was like, Oh, then you got the descendants and then you got no effects, bad religion, Pennywise. And it just goes on. And you know, it's just, I think it's so awesome to have that freedom of expression because when you get on a board, like it's almost like getting on a motorcycle and and going down the down the street and being like uh, this is just beautiful. So I know I ranted yeah. there, but like f- for oh. me that was like so big and the points you made are so important. I feel. Yeah, I mean it's it, there's no there's no quite there's no quite say, the only thing I can really compare it to at least I've experienced of getting on a board and you know jumping down a ramp and just fucking carving the shit out of some park you've never been to before is like getting in a van and going and playing a show and a sound mm. you've been to with a band that's the only thing i can really compare that to and you you nailed it right on the head with it's just like that's what helps us get you know push through these dark times i mean fuck dude if i didn't if i did if i if i wasn't playing music and stuff i didn't have a band i would probably be in a fucking uh a psych ward or some shit right now mm-hmm. i would drive crazy because that that type of release it 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 enables us to um release uh, an outlet an outlet that's the word i'm looking for it's it's an incredible outlet unlike anything else i've ever experienced a lot of people have ever experienced that it's um to someone who's never experienced anything of that it's it's a it's a difficult thing to describe because it's so it's so free from any form of structure it's so anarchist in its own um you know fundamentals that it's just it's very hard to um compare it to anything other than itself Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why the two go so well together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Like yep, skating, yep. skating yeah. is skating is punk, and punk is skating. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? it's it's the same. They're one and the same thing. Um, on the I, you know, on the enjoy pillow back there, who is your who in your opinion is the greatest skateboarder of all time? Um, I mean, I love Steve Cobb. Okay, I, I admire the hell out of him for being just a pillar of, um you know, connecting the two punk yeah. and skateboarding, especially as somebody who got into skateboarding through punk. Um, I think Steve Cab's a really, really important um, figure in that. Uh, somebody who I just love to watch him shred is Jamie Foy, because mm. he's someone who's, um, he's a really big dude. And it's just, you know, you never think of like yeah. dudes that size being able to do the types of shit he does. And it's just, it's a, that's another reminder. It's the same thing with punk. You know, you get, you get people that in the punk scene, it's not, these aren't the types of musicians that are going like fat. Mike isn't somebody who's going to be on the top 40 charts. You know, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that image. He doesn't have the voice. He, but, but it's like the fact that really true. It's, it's, that's, he's a great example of someone who proves that anybody, literally anyone can rise to the occasion with anything and, you know, just fucking reinvent it in his own way. And mm. yeah. damn it, that guy's a good skater. Yeah. Cause my, mine, in my opinion, he's an enjoy skater is Rodney Mullen. I think was, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands oh, down, dude. far and away. The, the, just like the shit, the shit that that dude would do. Yeah. Like he pretty much invented street skating and like, like he invented like that, like the manual, like, I think he invented the manual, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he did. He did he? I know he invented like all the shit they would do in the manual. When he, he was more, yeah. And shit I think he and, invented like, like the yo-yo in yeah. pogo sticking and stuff. Yeah, right, that yeah, type yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I would just watch that dude's videos for like hours and hours. I was like, this guy's fucking insane. And yeah. then I'd go out there and try and do it, and like land on my balls on the edge of my board, and like throw the board across the street and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. They make it look easy. These yeah. pro guys. I just, I just fact checked that you, you have the, it looks like uh, Rodney Mullen did do the manual. He did. I thought he did. I thought it looks like it. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. different results, but it looks like that might be like, it seems to be the the leader in here. Not to I've cut you off. But <laughs> I wanted to fact check it. I wanted to make sure I was, I was it wrong. Wasn't misinformation. You got it. <laughs> No, right, dude, you're right. Rodney Mullen is like a legendary dude. Andrew Reynolds is one of my favorites. Oh, another one. Yeah. Bucky Lassick, bro. Oh, Tony Bucky Hawk, was... forget about it. Yeah. Bob Burnquist. Bob Burnquist, dude. Oh, his ramp in his backyard is stupid. Yeah. So I'm assuming <laughs> you you were more of a street guy, right? Or were you more of a vert guy? Um, I a little of I, I, I like just I like street skating. I like uh transition. I grew up like when I you know, just skating on the street and stuff like that. Yeah. I, uh, I, because I got into it older, I was never the guy who was like, I'm going to go pro with this. It was yeah. always about the, um, just the, having fun, just having fun. Exactly. That's always what it was about for me. And then, um, the, one of the things I liked about transition, especially as I get older is it's not, it's a lot faster pace and you, um, I've, at least personally, I've progressed a lot faster with that. 
Um, but there's something about like landing a trick for the first time. I remember the first time I ollied, I was just like, I felt like I had yeah conquered, conquered the fucking beast. Right. It's, it's requires a lot of patience and I may not always be the most patient guy. And I tell this to a bunch of my friends, um, to skate that I'm, you know, I'm a, part of the reason I like transition so much these days is I'm not, I'm not patient enough for the street skating, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh you know it's it's uh that's another experience it's you know the same thing with like playing an instruments once you finally learn how to play that really complicated riff that one part you've been doing for it's just like yeah that feeling mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> ultimate power you get from that is just another it, it, it's though that's the only thing i can compare it to is, is yeah. that no that's that's perfect dude i was the when you were telling that story i was thinking about the first time i ever kick flipped and oh, i dude. lost my fucking shit dude and like there's nothing better. It's like the first tr- time you touch a booby. Dude, it's better than that, bro. <laughs> yeah. You literally, you yeah, fall, you twist, you slam, you fucking yeah. wreck yourself. And then you finally do it after weeks of practicing. And you fucking land that kickflip or ollie. And you're like, that's it. I can do home. this that's shit, it. We're bro. Done. You yeah. feel, I ever run in the house. I grab my mom. I was like, come outside. And I was like, sure, why? I was like, I land a kickflip. Of course, I fucking fucked up another three or four times, but then I ended up doing it again. And now, to this day, I can do a kickflip on key anytime I ever want because it's the first thing I ever learned that was like mind blowing. But it's so, and that I want to connect it to mental health because it's just like that, that is so important to have that outlet. And, you know, I I would skate with all the the goofballs and the, the, the misfits and the fucking, the black sheep of the school. And I remember like none of us played sports. We just fucking skateboarded and it was so fun. And it was just like the most like relentless, best thing that we could ever do. And we would just create, I remember one, one time the school roof fell off at the middle school. Um, we use that roof to skate on. We use it as a like as our mani pad, and it was just like the creativity that you come up with as like somebody who goes on skateboard. It was so fun, and it didn't matter if we sucked or if we were really good, because like it's just like playing hockey. You yeah, got guys in pickup that are just barely know how to skate, and then guys that can do fucking you know dangles for days, and it's just such a good community, and it's like a- everywhere you can find that community, and and it was just so cool to you know show up do this land a trick and everyone be hyped for you after all the blood sweat and tears you put into it and and it it, it, it does connect to music but it's like it's all mental health too yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm glad you connected it to hockey too because that's like i've noticed like the, the skateboarding community and the hockey community are like the most like accepting like you don't have to be like Rodney Mullen or Tony Hawk to skateboard. You can just pick up a skateboard and just go skate, and everyone's going to be like, hey, that's cool, man. It's the same with hockey. Like, you know, I've been playing hockey since I could walk, and, like, I have friends that just started, like, six years ago, and, like, when they score a goal or something, it's, like, gives me the same Hmm. feeling as, like, when I scored a goal, like, when I was younger, you know? And, like, I remember I have a friend who... I used to play men's league with, and I used to, instead of shooting, I would always pass the puck to him so he could score. And he would be like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm just going to fuck up. I'm like, yeah, but eventually you're not like, eventually you're going to, you're going to score and it's going to be awesome. And like he did. And he was like, you know, 
why didn't you shoot it? I was like, cause I've, I've scored a million goals before. Like I've, I've done it. I've been there. Like, I don't, I want to see you be happy. Like yeah, you scoring makes me more happy than me scoring. Like, I don't give a shit. Like I've been, I've been there, done that. Like, and it's the same thing with like, if like I've never landed a kickflip and like Steve's landed a million and I'm sure you've landed a million. And if I did it, you both would be like, this is like when I landed it. Like, you know, the, you know <laughs> yeah, you get a hundred percent. And it's yeah. just like, going into the mental health thing like that, that hour of like playing hockey is just like the best. Cause you can just unplug from everything and just don't nothing else matters. Like there's a cool reel I saw on Instagram that Steve shared. I've shared it. Like there's a person walking onto the ice and it's like my brain before I step on the ice and it's like a bunch of like white noise and just people talking. And then the person steps on the ice and it just goes silent. And it's yeah. like, that's the same feeling stepping on a skateboard or plugging in oh, yeah. the guitar or some, it's just the best for like mental health. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. We love that shit. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to talk about, um, fat records. Um, you got fat records, right? Yeah. Obviously no effects is big. No effects. Yeah. What other, if any, I'm assuming lag wagon and stuff, but what other bands, are on that record label that like you would, you know, call like one of your favorites or just in that top tier for you. Strung out for sure. Strung out is gotcha. one of my all time favorite bands. <laughs> I usually say they're not my number two behind suicidal tendencies and then swing and utters. Another fat wreck band is uh, I always say they're my number three, both fucking just brilliant music, criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, they deserve so much more. And, I honestly, I would say strung out really set a lot of trends in punk, especially with the harmonizing guitars and shit like that. That just really did a lot for, cause you know, you hear that all the time then, but you know, back in 1994, that was still brand new and they were doing it in every fucking song. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was huge. Um, I love Frenzel Rom. I've always really liked that band. I think it's snuff is another great band. Snuff. Yeah, dude. Duncan Redmond's the vocalist. He had this other band in like 2000, something like that, called Dog Piss. They, okay. <laughs> uh, they put out one album. I don't know if it was actually on Fat, but we'll count it because there uh, he was in Snuff. He put out one album, and everybody's always like talking about the Guns and Wankers record. And the Guns and Wankers record is great. Don't get me wrong, but as far as the Snuff offshoots go, uh, Dog that Dog Piss record is fucking untouchable. I love that the guitar tones on it are just fucking delightful um propagandi is uh, we have to talk about propagandi propagandi is another one of my all-time favorite bands i mean they pretty much invented the sort of modern skate punk sound we think about now bands like a wilhelm scream and straight line that really technical um uh, like metal skate punk stuff which, which is mostly what i actually listen to i talk about hardcore a lot because that's what my audience wants me to talk about but mm. i prefer to listen to the more like melodic metal skate punk stuff that's really and uh you know i gotta give propaganda credit to, for that and they were a huge impact on me growing up i mean i would not be where i would not be the punk historian without how to clean everything that or today's empires tomorrow's ashes both of those albums just completely changed my uh perspective of music and in more recent years they've got a lot of solid bands on fat a lot of people for some reason i don't know why they get so much shit but i really like the bomb pops i think they have um they've they've got the really great take on pop punk i think they're almost like um they're kind of they it's kind of kind of a blink 
meets uh kind of like almost blink meets rancid type thing and uh you know a lot of oh, there, there's, a, there's a sort of i mean it's it's i i wouldn't say it's like quite that i think they have their own spin on it but they're they're i think they're a really good band and then i think um god who else has been uh pumping out re- releases I, I i should know this because i just did the video on it but it's um it's been a few weeks and i've been off in uh bad brains and screeching weasels history uh, <laughs> oh you're good yeah. man yeah it's yeah good, man. This... so many so many great bands on fat wreck and um uh i mean they're 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 a sponsor of fest in gainesville and obviously not all those bands were fat bands but there's been a bunch of bands to come out of that scene like off with their heads and iron chic that i think are really mm. solid punk bands um that sort of like gruff vocals pop punk stuff was one of my favorite things in the world when i was growing up and that um you know not all those bands are fat bands a couple of them are on epitaph like the menzingers and yeah their heads for a while and those bands were fucking rad um but yeah, that's just, um, I think they'll always be, and against me, against me was, yep. <clears throat> that's mm, correct. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I'm not uh, as well versed in them as I am in some of these other bands, but I think they did a lot for, you know, what's going on in punk these days. And um, I would say they're definitely worth a, worth a mention there too. There's, oh, um, sure. there's a band on Fat Records that I went to, um, was it Warp Tour? One of the last ones? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, it was was it Warped? Anyways, regardless. Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Um yeah. they I got to meet them and see them live when I it, I don't fuck whenever it was, but I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Cause they just had this really cool, like almost skate punk sound to them. And I thought they were really interesting in I don't know when they got signed, but it could have been when I saw them, it could have been after. But I thought that was a cool, like almost new generation of what we were going to see. Um, what do you think of Teenage Bottle Rocket? I like that. I, I like that band a lot. I've um, I've been a fan of them since uh, high school. That's when mm-hmm. I first got hit to them. They were, um, I think it was right around the time they got signed to Fat. I Because they, they did that one album, the Pink album, Freak Out. They did that with Fat Wreck and they got it kept you. They, they kind of seemed to be on the rise a little bit um but they uh yeah God, those the, I, I i don't know i haven't heard as much from them these days i think they put out an album a couple years ago and i was just like oh this is really good i think that they, they're one of those bands that's very consistent mm-hmm. like that i feel like fat wreck has a um a good good taste of who's going to be consistent and who's not all a lot of the bands that, that that have come and gone from that label and teenage bottle rocket is a, a very perfect example of this have been really really um really consistent with their releases and so i'm i mean i'm i'm sure we'll hear from them at some point they've uh that other dude uh that cody guy from uh teenage bottle rocket he's got another band called the lillingtons and they've been doing it for a little longer but they, okay they it's kind of a similar sound i mean it's the, the same guy obviously but so that's gonna have a impact on it but i guess it's a little more ramones than teenage bottle rocket which might sound a little weird because teenage bottle rocket's pretty ramonesy in there <laughs> yeah that's good um, yeah. yeah it's a little more ramones than that but i think those guys have um are, are another great example of a band that's really really fucking consistent and it doesn't it, yeah you know it's what's 
what's cool about some of these fat bands is obviously some of them are just like mind blowing. Oh, they're reinventing the wheel. And then you get others that are just really solid bands and there's a, that, that are very consistent. They're they're You know, they've got their own shtick, their own vibe and stuff like that. And it may not be, um, it may not be the most groundbreaking thing, like I said, but I think it's important for a scene to have uh, just as many of those bands because that's what keeps kind of gives a sound a solid, uh, you know, basis and for um, uh, across generations. Yeah, I definitely agree. And and uh, I wanted to mention going off, you know, Teenage Bottle Rocket. There's another band I saw at that same Warp Tour, um, I believe, and I remember pulling up to this. Uh, the stage and there wasn't many people and there's these four guys in fucking masks that are all different colors this is called the masks intruders mm-hmm. now i thought this was one of the most badass bands that i could have seen and their concept of them having being the mass intruders i thought it was just so fucking cool and their music was actually pretty badass yeah um i'm assuming you know who that is right yeah 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 yeah, what do you, what do you think of those guys? Because I feel like they kind of stick with the same genre a little bit. Oh, totally. And I think they I think they execute it really well. The the whole like sort of comedic punk type thing. They have a very they have a very um uh sort of goofy gimmick, but it it really complements it well, especially with that sort of poppy punk yeah. sound. Um, it <clears throat> I think that flows really well into it. They they got that hype man up there dressed like the cop. He's supposed to yeah, take- dude. He also dives into the pit and he gets people fucking going and stuff. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the gimmicky thing, that's that's not everybody's thing, but I think it can work really, really well for a band when it's executed that well. And especially if they have the music to back it up. And I remember, I remember I saw them before I had actually heard their music. I kept seeing them in uh, videos and it's just like, yeah, these guys are funny, but it's like, do they have the music to back it up? And then I saw them live and I was like, oh, wow, they actually do. Like these are songs. Like I would buy this album. And then I did. And I was like, yeah, this is really fucking good. And then um, later I went to that same warp tour. I think just when it came through out here yeah, and I saw them at fest, the, um, a few months later because it was you know july warp tour and then fest is in october i saw them at fest and i was just like god damn yeah they they went on before less than jake and i was just like you know that like i would buy tickets to that show if it came through seattle <laughs> less than jake with mast intruder because you know it's going to be a good time those are two bands that really have a great live show and great songs i don't know if those guys are on fat wreck anymore but i know they did that they one-off. they were on fat record Back in, I want to say 2013, 2014. I know P- they went to Pure Noise in 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's where that's who they're signed with these. But days. that's a that's exactly right, dude. They, fu- I love that shit when they fucking they had the cop up there, the hype man. That's that's how I found them. Was like literally, I'm like looking around, I'm like what is going on on this stage? Like this is a fucking show and a half. It's almost like it's almost like Keep Flying. How they have that like mm. energy, but in like a different way of just like hardcore style, I guess. But like punk rock music it was just so cool man and i just thought they they were perfect but yeah they i i know they were they re-released something on fat records and then they stayed with them for a little bit i don't know why or how they changed but yeah they're on pure noise now yeah i don't know i don't know what the deal was with that either but yeah they were it seemed like they were kind of on an upward swing all those bands was sort of like poppy melodic not quite skate punk, but skate punk adjacent bands were kind of on an upward swing for a while. Bottle Rocket, the Bomb Pops, yeah, and off with their heads. I feel oh, yeah. like, I feel like I heard of Teenage Bottle Rocket. Did they do something with Green Day? 
Did they tour with Green Day? I don't. They might. Did they? I don't think. I don't so. know. I don't think they did, but I don't know. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know. know how. There was something involving Green Day that I heard of Teenage Bottle Rocket because I know Green Day toured with Catfish and the Bottleman, and I thought it was the same the same band. And I was like, oh, because I, I started listening to the Teenage Bottle Rocket because of however I found them with that. But that's why, like, I enjoy going to Green Day shows, obviously, to see Green Day. But they always bring, like, one or two, like, just, like, amazing openers with them. Like, this past tour that they did, they brought the Interrupters with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an awesome ska band. Like, a really, really good ska, like, female-fronted ska band. But they are so good. yeah. And yeah. like that, you know, they could bring just anybody that the label tells them to bring, but they're like, no, no, we're going to bring these guys instead. Cause we like this music and this is what we want to show people. Yep. And like, that's what I, <clears throat> I think it's like the coolest thing about like the music scene is like big bands like that. Like we talked about the blink tour and like Br- blinks bringing the story so far with them. And the story so far is like me and Steve's like, we love the story so far. Oh yeah, and, I, I like those guys a lot too. And we're like, oh boy, they're just gonna get even bigger now that they're going yeah. on tour with Blink. Like, and then to see how much Turnstile's blown up. Like, me and Steve saw Turnstile in hmm. 2018, and they were opening for the story so far. And now they're like, the story so far is opening for them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, fuck. I I remember when their like uh, first uh, full length came out. I, I yeah. I, I was like, I was in anticipating it coming out and then it, it did. It was, you know, it's, I kind of drifted away from that a little bit, focusing on other bands. Like when I got out of high school, I was, got really into crust punk and just like the most deepest, darkest corners of punk music. So I stopped paying attention to these bands that were really on the rise as much. And uh, that was around the time they were. And then like, basically it was like, I turned my head away and then I look back and there they are. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> playing Madison Square Garden or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. Crazy. Uh, I got I got to mention and ask. Speaking of um, record labels that we've been talking about, uh, one of my favorite bands, as you could see in the tattoo that I sent, was uh, the Descendants. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pinnacle yeah. band, uh, big part of punk itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Cute little Milo there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on Descendants, how you feel about them. I'm sure it's all positive stuff, but just your input on the Descendants. Because if I could name like five punk bands that really like are pinnacle to me, that would be in my top mm-hmm. five for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, same I, here. Descendants, dude. Um, I think they, you know, because the, I think they, they uh, did a lot for skate punk. They had a huge impact on that. They were one of the first bands to really pioneer that sound. I would say Milo goes to college is definitely it's, it's underrated. People don't talk about that as much. People talk about it. It's the best. The best. Was, that's one of the it's, best it, that's punk a, records of all time. One of the first skate punk records really like, um, uh, at least of what would skate punk would become. I would say it's one of yeah. the first ones they made. I mean, the musicianship on that thing is just unreal. And then, you know, what is it? Five years later, they, they put out one of the first, the blueprints for the, for, what pop punk is now with yep. all yep. and that really you know mark hoppus has talked about this enough how that was his favorite band and that completely yeah. um you know taught him how to and uh, you know that doesn't that has not gone unnoticed by mm-hmm. you know those of us that are familiar with the descendants that's you know that you can hear that in his bass playing you can hear that in a lot of pop punk bands bass playing and i think um 
you know, they still, and I even, even with that, even being like a really such a found fundamental band to the more melodic side of punk music, they still have a huge place in hardcore. I mean, you could put the descendants in a headlining festival at any, Oh yeah. This is hardcore or something like that. They'd still turn, they, you know, they play a bunch of their stuff from 82 and stuff like that. People would still show up and be, you know, all over that shit. And um, <clears throat> that was a huge piece in developing the melodic side of hardcore as well. I think the Descendants are honestly one of the most the most important bands, if not the most important band to solidifying that. Because another one of my favorite bands is Lifetime. Um, for if you guys have ever listened to them, they're mm-hmm. uh, a fucking great band. But it's they, they, them and H2O and a bunch of these other oh, hardcore H2O, bands. Half Heart, Metal Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But a bunch of these hardcore bands that were a little bit more, you know, easier. Civ is another great example in Gorilla Biscuits. But these, these hardcore bands were a little more, not quite as extreme. It wasn't Os Rotten. It wasn't Blood for Blood. It wasn't, yep. you know, um, uh, the, 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 the hardest thing punk has ever made. It was, it was almost entry-level hardcore. And the Descendants are honestly one of the first examples of that as well mm-hmm. in music history and there was a whole bunch of bands for a while that there was a few bands that really tried to capture the descended sound uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with cruise records it was this label in the 90s they they had a few bands like the chemical people and what was that big drill car and then there was this other band i don't know those Rock. they were well they're they're like descendants almost descendants uh Descendants, band descendant bands. bands it just goes to show how hard it was to capture the descendants sound yeah because a million bands tried to rip off blink 182 a million bands tried to rip off bad religion a million bands tried to rip off um you know madball but um there's how many there's what five bands i can think of off the top of my head that really tried to rip off the descendants and it's because you know they knew what they were doing with songwriting their songs are not easy to replicate and i'm not no No. disrespect to any of these other bands obviously they were great but that might have been part of the reason they got a little bigger is just because their stuff was was a little bit easy a little more digestible but you know they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been able to do that if the descendants hadn't taken the first step Mm -hmm. yeah more or less so First off, that's really cool. Like that's you nailed it. That's perfect. Um I want to ask about two bands. Um yeah. the first one I'm going to ask about is the Ramones. I feel like the Ramones are right there with the Descendants in terms of like influential for pop punk because without the Ramones, you don't have like a Green Day. Nope, nope. And like what are your thoughts on the Ramones? Well, um, it's funny. Like the Ramones, or... <laughs> I've been ban- I've been jamming with a band these days that is um, it's very much like Ramones worship type uh, four chord punk downstroke guitars mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's been kind of a side project of mine these days. Um, I really like the Ramones. I don't. I'm. Not, I don't like the Ramones. I would say as much as my buddy AJ does, who's <laughs> um, the other lead songwriter in that band. Um, but. I would say you, I think you could argue the Ramones were the first pop punk band. I've said that I think a few times on this that they are like the first like legit pop punk band because if yeah. you listen to Green Day, Green Day, you can tell listen to the Ramones and the Dead Kennedys like that was their inspiration. Yeah. There's times where Billy Joe's singing and I'm like he sounds just like 
one of the Ramones. He sounds yeah. just like him. Yeah. And then you can hear that go into like other bands like All Time Low. You can hear like Green Day and them. And then you'll hear like other bands where it's like, that sounds like the Ramones and Green Day and like all these other. It's just that's like the Ramones to me, I think, was in the 70s and 80s, obviously the, the first punk like pop punk band. Oh, absolutely. To me. And that, that they, they, well, they, the reason, and the reason you keep hearing it, we keep hearing it in pop punk these days is because it's, they, they were the first band to do that. Which is just the foundation of that mm-hmm. genre. Now, I mean, now we've, now we've got the bands that they'll do the octave riff over that. And that's a result. Maybe if that's, you know, that, and that's because that's what green day did. That's what green day, green mm-hmm. day brought to the table with that but it's just and as far as we get away from that in terms of time that element will always be there and i you know i i could say the same thing with the descendants how a lot of these pop punk bands will still have um short you know short tracks and there's the descendants right there and then they'll have these four chord tracks with a nice chanty chorus and that's the ramones right there and i think that will always be a place in it because no matter what with music there's always going to be there there's always those roots will always be there you'll always be able to see that in some way or another yeah. and um you know the, the the ramones part of the reason i think their influence might get covered up a little bit is just because of how simplistic their um, right. music was but that with that but that simplicity is incredibly important because that's what gave it the ability to just be utilized right. in so many different ways yeah a hundred percent um then I would be, we'd get killed if we didn't ask this question. Uh, our buddy Matt wants to, wants to talk wants us to talk shit about who was it? Rancid? No effects. Oh, no effects. No effects. He okay, loves Rancid, and you, and you hate Rancid. No, I love Rancid. Oh, then what's the beef? He doesn't like no effects, and he doesn't. He I don't think. Oh, he okay. No effects. Oh, okay. So. All right, I got uh, for some reason I thought Rancid was the the uh the siding factor that the so if you wanted to talk to Matt and tell him off about no effects what would you tell him Um well uh hard one. <laughs> if I were to if I were to if I were to tell him off about no effects cuz I told him I gave him when I did the interview with him I ga- I gave him my my thoughts on why I think they uh deserve a place but you know in punk history and why i think they're great you know try to sell them on it a little bit but so why uh, doesn't he like them why doesn't he like them i didn't get into it maybe it's uh maybe it's it's fat mike's voice i'll admit he's not the greatest singer but um neither is henry rollins yeah yeah as good as any of those guys and yeah you know it's um you know, it, it seems to be maybe it's one of those scenarios, right? I, I mean, we all have that band. Yeah. Everybody else likes them. You just don't get it. And I've, um, but, uh, you know, that might be the case. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't like no effects. I never actually asked him that. Yeah. Cause we didn't get it when we were on with him. We didn't get into it with him. Um, but he was, he was dying to get on here and, and give you shit about no effects. <laughs> Yeah, so I had to, I had to bring it up for him. Sure. Yeah. Um, because I, I like no effects. I know Steve. Yeah. I I don't know what. I know a lot of the because we're on this Facebook group, uh, Pop Punk Kids, and they all like 
hate Fat Mike for some reason and like always like use him in memes. And I'm like, what did Fat Mike ever do to you? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what the hate with Fat Mike is, but um, I, I think that they're one of the best punk bands out there. I do too. Uh, for sure. Along with like, you know, Rancid and all these other bands. Um, one band that I, that we talked about where everyone likes and I just can't get into it is the Misfits. Really? I cannot. Yeah, I just can't. I don't know. I've tried and tried and tried and I just cannot get into the Misfits. Sure. I love the Misfits, man. Yeah, well, why don't you two try and sell me on the Misfits then? <laughs> They're just spooky punk, man. Yeah, uh, yeah fucking, I know. <laughs> they, I, I just can't get into. No, it. I, I don't know. I was listening. Like, am I to missing the, something? Like, I was listening to them today, man. They're just so different than any other like they are punk that. that I listen to. What, uh, Jack? What kind of punk are they? Like, I call them spooky punk, but I know horror there's an actual punk. like horror punk. Horror that's punk. It that's uh, it. A lot of those bands. A lot of those bands actually are just um. They they kind of try to sound like the Misfits. That's uh, that's yeah. what it. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah, then you got yeah. um like. You got who else is like that? The the cramps are like that, right? Little bit. Cramps, a little bit. Had, the cramps had, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think the cramps had a little more of their own vibe. It's more like uh, bands like Murder Dolls, right? Are they? Yeah, yeah. They're like that. Or yeah, what, kind of like what AFI used to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, AFI. I, I used to fuck with AFI. Yeah. yeah. See, like, okay. So I love old AFI. Yeah, but I can't get for whatever reason. I just can't like. I don't know if it's Danzig's voice or what. I just cannot get into like the Misfits at all. I don't know why. I was hoping you two would sell me on it, but you you didn't. Yeah, I can't. I, can't I don't. Vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I like about it is the yeah, vocals. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't like that. That's why. Well, aside from whatever, but I that's that's mostly why I didn't like the Graveyard as much because it's, it's not dancing. Yeah, because yeah. like you got. Yeah, I mean, I just got to see the original Misfits, which was cool at Riot Fest, which was oh, like yeah, a did. bucket list, which was so fucking cool. No, I just like his voice because it's almost like it's got this 50s style to it. Like, yeah, a, yeah like it does. Catchy, like it's almost like he's being opera about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's just super, super cool. Like, and I don't know. It's just a thing that like just sticks with me. And it's just I have to be in a certain mood, though, to listen to it. Like, I'm not going to put on Black that. Flag Descendants, fucking Fugazi, blah, blah, blah. And then Misfits. It's like a completely different genre in my brain just because of how he sings. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like to listen. They're kind of a they're kind of a, a holiday band for me. I, I start listening to them a lot around Halloween and I, I listen to them a whole bunch and all those horror punk bands. And then it's just like summertime. I'm not really going to do Danzig because he's like he's got that sort of punk yeah. crooner thing with the um, and that's very spooky. But when the when the sun's out, I don't really feel like watching scary movies and <laughs> you know, doing creepy shit i you know i, I want to go skate i want to listen to something really fast i want i want to listen to no effects when the sun's out yeah but, um, it's uh yeah i guess that that um it's that the, the, they they're um i think you know i think something that can be said about the misfits is they're kind of a they kind of have a have a time and a place they're kind of a they're they're kind of a, a cult favorite band almost yeah it's, it's, maybe it's one of those things you get it you, you get it or you don't yeah oh 100 percent yeah. Um, is there a band that you don't like that everybody seems to like? Yeah, me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I so the way I, the way that I like quick. to say this. Yeah, <laughs> I will. A lot of my friends really like that band. A lot of my friends have gone to see them, and they're they're playing punk rock bowling. And I know a bunch of my buddies are going to go want to be like, well, let's go see them first in the Gimme Gimmies. And I'm like, all right, I got nobody else to go see right now. But um, 
the thing is uh covering uh doing a punk rock cover of a pop song that's funny for, i think that's funny for a song i don't i wouldn't pay 50 dollars to go see an hour of that you know what mm. I mean? yeah yeah like that, that's just it's just it feels like the gimmick there I feel lands a little short just because it's, they don't have any original music when they have all these really talented guys in the band and they could make a, some really, really great original music with the guys they have playing in that band. And all of, all of the bands that those guys have been in have been phenomenal. It just, uh, yeah, it just, it just kind of feels like, um, like it, you know, it, it could be something a lot bigger than yeah. it, than it actually is. Hell yeah. Now, what about you, Steven? With you what give us a, you give us a band that everyone yeah, yeah, likes. Yeah, a band you don't. Everybody likes that you don't like. That everybody likes that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. he's not. See, he finds the good in everything. He's super positive. He's like, you know, if someone says they like something, he's like, I can see that. Okay, like I can yeah. dig it. <laughs> like, I've uh, never heard him say he like doesn't like flat out be like I don't like this. Besides, yeah, I mean, uh. I don't have one, dude. <laughs> like, I can't. Hey. <laughs> I I really don't like. Normally, I like. You ask me a what question. What about like? I'm, what about like Hot Mulligan or like? Nah, I can. I have a. I have a decent amount of songs I like. I wouldn't say like oh, they're not on my playlist. But see, there we go. Like I do. I just go through phases where <laughs> no, I'm like, no. I like that raspy like. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Oh, and then it's like, and then well, I like, don't like it. What about like Turnover or Citizen? Yeah, same thing. They have, they have places in my in my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Killing the vibe, man. I'm trying not to. Fence with Citizen too. I was just like, oh, I kind of like that band. I kind of don't like that band. Yeah, no, I, I hear that with Citizen. It just man. goes back and forth. I get yeah. confused. My emotions are messed up. That's why we do a sad podcast called Palm like, Punk and Mental Health. <laughs> yeah, like Citizen to me, you have to like if you're not severely depressed, Citizen's not for you. Like. Yeah. You have True. to be like same with like turnover or like that. You have to be like in that mood to like put on a turnover record or a citizen record. Um, but that was that was the answer I expected from you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm literally looking up fucking bands right now, and I'm I'm like, yeah, okay, I, yeah. Oh no, that's not bad. No, I hate them. No, I don't, dude. They got some good stuff. I don't fucking know, dude. There's just so. Many... I don't know, man. I don't. Man, it's a really good question. I bet you, if you ask like sixteen year old me, I'd tell you like every single band i could think of what about like okay how about like aerosmith no nah, i fuck with aerosmith do we go to okay. disney world and we ride that thing screaming the song right. of course i love yeah. aerosmith uh, i right. got to meet steven tyler I, he signed my 15 dollar <laughs> babysitting check what i lost like, that shit what about like guns and roses i don't like guns and roses see there we go there it is There's i don't one. i don't like the old hair metal stuff i don't okay. hate it i just am not like into it it's not your thing you put it on i'm gonna be like ah this yeah. is gonna be a tough car ride for me. It's like putting on country. I just get like oh, see, yeah, that's the itchies. Some of that that like indie folk stuff, like Mumford and Sons. I can't. Oh, I can't get into yeah. that. No, yeah, like God, there's. Some... But you could play like a Guns N' Roses song that like the popular one, and I'd probably be like, oh yeah, fuck with this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, like, yeah. But I mean, no, I'm not a not yeah. a big hair metal guy. No, definitely not. I like, think it's my... fucking dope. I love the shredding and stuff, but. Motley, Motley Crue, no. no. Uh, see, no. Motley Crue gets my blood going. Motley yeah. Crue, like, for whatever reason, I hear that opening rip to kickstart my heart, and I'm, like, ready to break things and run through a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, that is like, sick. But, no, that's cool, man. Like, because we've talked about that way. Like, you never really got into the hair metal. 
like that was my first like mm-hmm. intro to music was like Zeppelin and Aerosmith and Motley Crue and like all those bands. And then I found Green Day and like <laughs> Steve was like, I like this Black Flag band. And then he found Blink. Like I talked to you earlier about that, J- Jack, where like, yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of went the opposite way where like I found the pop punk first and then found the punk and Steve found the punk first. Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys talking about that in the American Idiot podcast, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like, Steve's like you, where he found American Idiot first and then found Dookie. Yes. And, like, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like it's cr- that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like that with Blink, where, like, Anima was the first Blink record I heard. And then mm-hmm. I went back and found all the old ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Yeah, same with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jack, I got to ask, with... Black Flag probably being my favorite band. What generation of Black Flag was your favorite or as far as like lead singers? Because they have so many band members. You have you have Keith, you know, Dez, Mike V, you know, Harley, Charles. The list goes on. There's so many fucking people. What generation? Because for me, it was Henry Rollins. I know he played a majority, but I'm guessing that was probably your favorite yeah. generate all right yeah. fair enough fucking damaged is the reason I damaged let's yep. go i damaged just is so good oh my god yep <laughs> that was my first tattoo no shit <laughs> yeah i got I this black flag tattoo i, I just, it's got a uh, hot water music and uh alkaline trio strike anywhere and the lawrence arms like kind of ingrained into it i pull my leg up but i'm kind of sitting here comfortable but no you're good bro <laughs> that, was good. My, uh, that was my first tattoo and um yeah, that that record is one of the. That's also one of the first punk, re- real punk records I ever bought. And it's same. Just, um, yep. You know that the first half of that thing is nothing but the best. Some of the best punk of that era. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I, you hear people say it's just like, oh, well, they weren't that good musicians. It's they, but they did look great with the marketing. It's that's not true, man. People wouldn't be tattooing their logos on their bodies if, if they were weren't great musicians. They wouldn't have they they didn't have great production quality but yeah in that era had great no production quality and so that that you know if, if you're used to if you're used to that you're not used to the, the the grainy lo-fi production and shit then you know maybe it might sound that way but um no in no. their prime man especially with robo playing drums like holy shit that like oh my that, god yeah it's just perfect i think so, something that i oh. took away from um black flag was petty bonds artwork um he's the one who did like the my rules finger he did the the police the police story where it says like make me come faggot with the yeah, gun yeah, in his yeah. mouth but dude my second tattoo is the middle finger on my fucking forearm which was oh, awesome yeah. to get my mom loved every minute of it oh yeah um, must have been great yeah but <laughs> i also at the age of 16 was walking around with this huge triple xl almost white shirt with the police with a gun in his mouth and the quote saying, make me come faggot. And I, dude, I'd wear that everywhere, bro. And <laughs> everyone was like, what is going on with this kid is fucked up. But my group of friends and me were like, this is so sick, dude. <laughs> the artwork, it was so sick. And man, Black Flag just completely changed my life. Henry Rollins completely changed my life. The book Get in the Van completely changed my life. Dude, He's it awesome. is just so fun. He really is awesome, dude. But um, yeah, yeah. Some of the stories are also really gnarly too. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty serious. Uh, it's not all just like fucking screaming and shit. But yeah, um, I'm going off track here. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted your thoughts on Black Flag because it's oh, like yeah. my the OG for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of mine too. I love that band. Oh yeah. So 
You know, you mentioned you um, you have a alkaline trio tattoo. I do. Yes. What are your thoughts on Matt Skiba Blink One Eighty Two era? Um, I I have to say I was looking forward to hearing it because I um I've been a fan of both of those bands for a really long time when it came down. But I have to say I don't think that's uh, the best work of anybody involved. If you ask yeah. me, um, there's some uh. I haven't listened to either of those albums and really since they came out, there was a couple of tracks on California. I was like, yeah, I could get into this, but then, you know, after a while, it's just, you know, it's, it's it, honestly, it feels to play more into the sort of, uh, I don't want to say MGK pop punk, but just that. Mm, no, you're, like, you're not wrong. It does. It does. Yeah. Be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it's just it's a little bit on the more overproduced side. That just it just it, and as much as I hate to say it, it's just like Blink One Eighty Two has made some really brilliant music, but I think they're a band that definitely their best records are behind them. And um, yeah. I you know Skiba, I uh, the, the Alkaline Trio record that came out that year, I thought was fucking great, but. Mm. Uh, I don't think that that was Skiba's best material. And part of the reason was because he was in a brand new band writing with different, with these two guys. And these two guys have been, you know, writing together for 20 plus years. And so obviously they know how their, how their, their music works, but you know, you bring somebody new in, I mean, and I've been in tons of bands and I know what that's like being the new guy in a band or having a new guy in the band who's adjusting not only into the band dynamic, but how the music works. I, I, I feel like, um, you know that it it could have been it could have worked really well. Maybe if it had been a side project in two thousand three, yeah. it would have been mm-hmm. really really good. But I just don't think it was the right right time, and I don't think it was the right move for a you know a staple band like Blink One Eighty Two to bring in a different vocalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I think of that record. Yeah, because we <laughs> we just got done. I think it was two weeks ago. We just released the first half of that. Right. And like, we had to pause it at one point and we both were like, <laughs> this is the, this is like the most negative thing we've ever done. Like we're both sitting there like, this is not like, what is this? Like, this yeah. is just not good. Like we're just yeah. trying hard not to like completely. Yeah. Cause like we were saying, we paused it once and literally we were like, I think I was saying to batch, I was like, this is going to be, tough to release if we actually say like what we think what we're saying right now like we're gonna say what we think but nice we can't have an episode where it's like we're gonna have a breakdown and we just shit on it no one's gonna want to listen to that like well this because we were going like this song sucks this song sucks it's like all right then why are you breaking it down there's no point just skip it so like we have to pull out i'll say we'll pull a me because i usually find something in it yeah and we're pulling a me and going like okay but i'm you know it's rough when I'm having a problem trying to pick anything out of it yeah. that is like there was, yeah, there was one song. I forget what song it was, but I was like Steve was just like, I I, I have nothing to say. This is just yeah. terrible. Like I can't and I was like, Well, the drums are good. And he was like <laughs> yeah. he was like, Did we just switch places? Like <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, that that I was not and coming from Steve, not who's like the biggest Blink fan I know, mm-hmm. um, like it's just it's just crazy to hear and be like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> and I think we were all like you, where we were like, all right, this is gonna like I'm interested to see what this sounds like, and like yeah. we all know Skiba and like his alkaline stuff is 
off the charts. It's so good. And I was like, you add him with Mark Hoppus and Travis, like this yeah. is going to be good. Like, yeah. And it just fell flat. And yeah, man. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Same. You want to ask your last question, Steven? Yeah. Let's bang this out. Let's get you out of here, brother. Um, yeah. last question I always ask if you're willing to answer fine. Oh, if wait. not, to- Oh, on. hold on. Sorry. Bachelor's Let me ask something. My, my last question first. Yeah, you better. Um, so we know you're, you're the punk historian. Why don't you, instead of giving us your Mount Rushmore of pop punk, give us your Mount Rushmore of punk. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> putting you this. on the spot. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, some of this is going to be a little biased. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that right out there. That's right. All right. Um, Bill Stevenson from the descendants, of course. Nice. Yep. Um, probably Brett Gerwitz from bad religion. Love it. Um, Fat Mike. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about it. I, I, I can just hear Matt screaming. <laughs> um. Let's see. So we've got. There was probably uh, Rocky George from Suicidal Tendencies, guitar player Oof. from the uh, the. Uh, from uh, join the army up until their split in '94, he's just a fucking amazing guitar player. And then, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Fat Mike. Hell yeah! Dope. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Yes, love yeah. it. Respect it. First time we ever had a punk. Yeah, Rushmore there. Hell yeah! All right, I'll end it with my yeah. last question. Um, and then you can plug your shit for everyone to hear. Yeah. Mental health podcast, pop punk podcast slash punk podcast, of course, as of today, right now for this episode. Um, mental health is super important. I ask every one of our uh, interviewers if they could please share some tools that you use yourself personally to help deal with sadness, depression, any type of feeling, any emotion when you're feeling, you know, the stuff that you don't want to feel. Uh, and for example, you know, like drawing or reading or writing or music or whatever. If you could just give your tools to people that maybe they can take something from. Well, um, exercise is something that's very crucial for me. I've, um, uh, you know, and that, that's something that anyone can do. It's, it doesn't have to be skateboarding. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. You know, that's what I like to do. It can be anything. It can be running. It can be going and playing soccer. It can be, uh, you know, just taking a walk in the park. That is very very crucial. That's definitely helped me get through some really difficult times. Exercise has been the crucial thing for me. Um, you know, and I, I've found it to be, you know, I've really re I've refound my health through that. You know, for a while I, I fell off with that and I wasn't exercising as much. And so that became a really important part of my life. And that's something that's really helped me through some of the worst times of recently. Um, exercise, check in on your friends, you know, you check in on somebody and, you know, they, you know, if you feel good, helping people makes you feel good. So if you're mm-hmm. just like, Hey man, how are you doing? Somebody you haven't talked to in a really long time. And, you know, even if they're, you know, not talking, not feeling too good, you know, you talk about it with them and it's, it's still good to, uh, good. It feels good to make other people feel good. It feels good to, uh, 
you know, connect with people you haven't talked to in a really long time. And that, um, that's been a really huge part of, uh, me staying healthy. And every time I hear from somebody I I've reached out to in the past that I, you know, don't talk to every day, that's, um, you know, it's, I, I take that as a blessing. That's a really, uh, really, really wonderful thing to have happen. It's, uh, it's an important thing to stay connected with, uh, people that you care about. And that's, um, it's another big thing for me. And then, uh, you know, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. I have a very big habit of, uh, beating myself up. Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I find myself working too hard on things and it's important when to know when it's like, okay, I'm going to step away from this for 30 minutes, an hour, the rest of the night, whatever you need be. It doesn't, you know, it, it feels in the moment, like I can think about when I'm really just cranking on a video, I got to get this done tonight, but I'm, you know, it's, it's 2am and I am, you know, just livid. I'm, I'm frustrated with this. It's just like, Hey, you need to go to bed and come back to this tomorrow morning and you'll be, you'll be just fine with it. And you know, when I've done that, I find I get better results. Nothing feels rushed. And so know when to know when it's time to take a break. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. And, uh, I found that to be a really, uh, crucial piece of, uh, surviving in the, uh, out there in the world. That's great, man. Appreciate it. That's awesome advice. Thank you. That's, shit, man. you know, thank you for being so open about that. Yeah, it's great. Um, thanks, thanks a lot for coming on, man, and making the time. And you know, came together pretty quick too. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, why don't you take a few minutes and you know, plug your shit where everyone can find you, Instagram, All YouTube, right. wherever you're at. Yeah, the the punk historian on YouTube. Just type that in. I just did my last video on screeching weasel, bad brains. Before that, I've got a new episode coming out here pretty soon my buddy drew smith's gonna make a couple of cameos and him and i are gonna get really hyped up on the uh this band i you know i grew up listening to i'm not gonna not gonna spell all right all right okay find me on instagram to the underscore punk underscore historian i'll be posting up there i've got some new musical projects that are underway and i'll be posting those on instagram and a little bit about it on youtube as well um and yeah i've um that's uh that's about it i um appreciate you guys steve batch thank you so much for having me oh yeah man super cool anytime brother thank you brother what about your band uh the teenage creep show teenage creep show yeah we're gonna be doing a couple of shows uh next month in seattle april 6th with at the fun house with uh college radio and ooh. April 22nd with my buddy Brett Woods band big time in uh, at Central Saloon in uh, Seattle, Washington. That'll be super fun. Those are our first couple of shows. Um, I've got another band that's in the works. Um, hasn't made its debut online yet, but we've been working hard practicing and that's going to be, you know, it's super fun to get that out there. So be on the lookout for that too. And uh, yeah. Hell yeah, Dope. man. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate again, you, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you guys Thanks, very, very much. Yep. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, Hell yeah, man. All right. That was cool to talk some punk, huh? Uh, yeah, I could go for five hours on that one. I know. I wanted to keep going, but... I had the heebie-jeebies. No, I have to. Yeah, I have to rush. So yeah, no, that was awesome, dude. What a great guy, Jack. Yeah, Jack Bill Miller. Yeah, punk historian. Go check him out. Um, 
real quick, I know you got to go, but today we are recording on what March 20th. Today is Chester Bennington's birthday. Mm. Um, so we just wanted to use this. I did. I, I'm sure Steve's going to have something to add. Um, it's a prime example of check on your friends. Make sure they're doing okay. And if you're struggling or feeling a certain way, please, please, please reach out and talk to someone, um, whether it's a friend, family member, therapist, um, suicide hotline, whatever it is, please, please reach out. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. I don't know what to say, man. That's, that's perfectly said. Not, not that I'm not caring, but yeah. It's just super important that we we talk about this, you know. It's super important that we continue to spread the message and, you know, express our feelings because your feelings are valid no matter mm-hmm. how you're feeling. They are valid. I mean, <sighs> man, you may not you may think you need to have an answer but you don't. If your friends come to you, you don't have to give them an answer. Just listen to them, you know. Yeah. Just talk to them, listen to them, you know. If you don't know what to say, that's fine. Just listen to them. But let them know that, you know, like Yeah, be honest with them. Be it's... honest be real and um and yeah, yeah reach out reach out to the friends reach out to family reach out to reach out for yourself uh and you know this it, shit's real just let them know that you're you know if you don't know what to say you know just say like you know i don't really know what to say but i'm sorry that you're feeling that way um you know i'm here for you i'm here for you yeah i'm here for you it's gonna be okay Let's let's talk about this and let's work through it because taking your own life is not the answer. Mm-mm. You know, let's get you the help you need, and if it, even if it's just you know, you know, you, you you like sometimes Steve will text me or I'll text Steve and be like, you know, I really don't want to be alive right now, and you know, you don't hit the panic button and start like calling the police and calling like you know all these things you just you you just listen that's the main Mm -hmm. thing and if you really think that this person's gonna hurt themselves or do something like that then you know them well like i know if steve's steve knows me i know steve that if we're really in it and we're really at that point you know we know when the time to reach out to someone else is like I know there was a period, what, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. I think it was when we first started this mm-hmm. that you weren't answering me at all. You had been going through it. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to his sister and to Alyssa to make sure he was, you know, they, it was on their radar and he was, you had gotten the help you needed at that point. Mm-hmm. So there's, you can also do that if you're that, you know, if they're not, if they reached out to you and said something that kind of, alarmed you or whatever and then they're not answering you reach out to one of their family members their significant other someone check in on them just to make sure that they're doing okay and that's that's the main thing if you know it's just being there for them and letting them know that you're there for them that they're not alone and that you do love them sometimes that's when when we're going through it that's what i think the biggest thing is is like we'll check on each other every single day not expecting a response, not expecting something big, just uh, you know, 
I'm here. I'm good. I'm just working through it. Mm -hmm. And let them know that you love them. And that's, that's, a, that's all it is and that you're there. Uh, it's the biggest thing. So thanks again to the punk historian for jumping on with us, talking some punk. Um, we will be coming back with the second half of California soon. Link 182. Probably next week, I'm guessing. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We got some other stuff in the works that's very exciting. So we'll see you guys all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Toodaloo. Life has just begun. And something, something, something all the way. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>